Have you ever been excited about a big idea or felt motivated to act on a cause that really lights a fire beneath you? But then the fear of judgment, not knowing the next steps and just overall self-doubt get in your way? Then you are in the right place. Hello friends and welcome to Driving Well Indigenous. I'm your host, Jill Featherstone. In this podcast, we will hear from movers and shakers and change makers who are out there doing the work and have come to share their stories to help make our journeys just a little bit more easier. So buckle up and let's get started. Hello and welcome to the podcast today. It's been a couple of weeks since I've recorded and I just want to tell you why. So I've been suffering from just a little bit of mental exhaustion and My daughter claims it's because of the Mercury retrograde, which coincidentally just ended yesterday. And today I'm feeling a whole lot better with a whole lot more energy. My mother calls it the Christmas crash, where just for the couple of days or a couple of weeks after Christmas, you are basically just unwinding because you've burnt yourself out over the holidays. But whatever it is, you know, I really felt it. So for the couple months leading up to the holidays, um, my lifestyle was just go, 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 go and running to keep up. I really, really don't like feeling like that. I really don't like putting myself into a position where I feel like I'm running to keep up because you never want to feel like that. It's it's not a good feeling. So when the holidays came, I had a, a really, really busy holiday season where I didn't do a lot of relaxing. So when I came home after the holidays had ended, you know, after, after New Year's and stuff, it's like, that's when my body and my, my, my mind eventually just crashed. And I didn't recognize it right away because I was thinking, okay, it's a new year. It's time to set some new goals. It's time to reorganize, prioritize, get everything ready for the new year. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And my mind was wanting to do all of these things because it's it's the new year and that's what I like to do. But my body was telling me something different. My body was telling me, no, we're going to rest because you need to slow down and you need to rest and you can function properly until you give yourself that rest. So usually I catch on to that right away when my body's telling me to do that, but I didn't this time and I kept pushing myself. And I would come into my office and I wouldn't get anything done if I even made it into my office at all. Instead, I would sit in this space where I felt overwhelmed, yet I wasn't doing anything. I would feel confused. I had a lot of brain fog. My mind was very cloudy, couldn't organize my thoughts very well, and just had this extreme lack of motivation. So finally, when I realized, okay, my body's telling me that I need to just rest for a little bit. And that's what I did. I put everything aside. I decided that I just wasn't going to try and work. I wasn't going to try and plan or organize or just, you know, organize my my work stuff. I was just going to leave that and I was just going to rest. And I did that for a couple of days. I rested. I binged watched a couple of Netflix series. One of them was Vikings. And I'm so sad (laughs) that it's over, but can't wait for the next season. And I allowed myself that time to just be. And when I was done doing that, I 
started reorganizing my house. I started organizing my cupboards. I did my kitchen cupboards, my pantry. I did my bedroom, my dresser top. Because I had read somewhere recently where your bedroom is a reflection of your inside. And at the time, I was looking at the top of my dresser. There was just random things and it was piled on one on top of another. And then I realized that statement, you know, it was so true. It's because of the busyness of my life. I allowed everything around me to just become unorganized. So I spent the next week and a half just going through everything in my house. And then my husband also got in line and he started going through the garage and reorganizing everything in there. And we just basically did a this complete overhaul on our house and just clearing the clutter, like tons of trips to the garbage dump, getting rid of stuff that we just didn't need. But I also realized that I couldn't take on any more projects if my surroundings weren't organized as well. I couldn't be organized inside if I wasn't organized on the outside. I also took some time to check in with my physical health because when you're overly busy, when you're too busy, that affects your physical health as well. And the way it was affecting me just recently before Christmas is I was so busy that I wasn't making time to cook. I would rather just get takeout. I wasn't incorporating any type of exercise and I wasn't even drinking enough water. So it was all of those things. And so I decided to check in with my physical health and I made the conscious effort to cook more healthy foods, drink more water and start going to the gym again. Because what I was also feeling is this feeling of fatigue. It was sticking around longer than usual. So I knew there was something else that I wasn't doing. And it wasn't just about organizing my space. I also had to do something for my physical health. So I started going to the gym again. And I also started meditating again. And it was something that I had been putting off for a really long time. And just sitting in silence with my with myself and connecting with myself again. So I started to do those things and it took about three weeks for me to get my motivation back, get clear in my head and feel ready to jump back into the world of work and the world of service work. And I really didn't want to put any content out at that time because I felt like if, if I were to put something out at that time, it would have been crap because it wouldn't have come from a place of authenticity and spirit. And that's where I needed it to come from. You know, every time that I record a podcast episode, you know, I always make sure that I'm, I'm deeply connected with my spirit and with my intentions. And I never want to put out an episode just for the sake of putting out an episode or, you know, keeping a deadline. It's always quality over quantity any day. So what I've done for myself or started doing was I started setting um, a few new goals. And oddly enough, one of my goals is to be less busy. And as an entrepreneur and somebody who is just like, you know, driven by the hustle, that almost sounds silly to just want to be less busy. But really, you know, for so many years, I attached my success 
to how busy I was. You know, when people would talk to me at work or somewhere, I would always be like, okay, you know, you got to talk fast because I got to be here or I got to go there. Or I, I almost made myself unapproachable. Like nobody wanted to approach me. It's because I was always running somewhere. I'm, I'm always busy. I'm too busy to talk to you. I can only give you a few minutes because I got to go. And then I used to think because I'm so busy, that means I'm competent. That means I'm a hard worker. That means that I'm a go-getter and I get shit done. But really, like, it just made me an ass. It's like, why would anybody want to talk to somebody who isn't even giving them their full attention or giving them the time that they deserve? It's like, I acted as though talk fast because my time is more valuable than your time. That's really the projection that I was projecting. That goes against everything I believe because I don't believe that my time is more valuable than your time because I believe that we're equal and we're both equally important and what we have to say is important and we we deserve to be heard, not one person above another. Whatever your status is at work, you know, whatever your age difference is, like we're all on this same level playing field. And just recently, um, I was at an event with my friend, Jessica, and she was introducing me to somebody. And then I could feel my attention drifting off because I was thinking about other things that needed to be done either that day or later that evening, or there was other things going on in my mind because I was so busy and I was so overwhelmed and she had to tap me on the back to for me to regain my focus and it was a gentle reminder for me but at the same time it was a huge like gong going off in my mind it's like snap the f out of it and pay attention you know you're talking to somebody somebody is talking to you you need to give that person your time and immediately i recognized what was going on it was like i was getting into that busyness again where I'm running to keep up with my life. And I really, really dislike that, like I said before. Because when that happens, you're not present in the moment. You're not taking in the moment. You're not actually there experiencing things, enjoying things, and appreciating things. And you know, that's what life is about. It's like about appreciating the things that are happening in the now and not focusing on or not worrying about what's going to happen 10 minutes from now or an hour from now or in the future. And it's also not dwelling on things that happened in the past, but it's just living in the moment, being present. And that's a part of my goal this year when I say to be less busy is that I really want to be more present in each moment. And I can't do that if I'm running to keep up. I can't do that if I have overbooked my schedule, or if I've said yes to everything because I'm so afraid to disappoint someone, or a big thing, if I have not asked for help, and I've thought that I can take on everything by myself because my tasks are getting bigger and bigger. My events that I plan, um, my audiences are getting larger, and it's not something that I can do on my own anymore. But if I continue to try and think that I can do everything by myself, then I'm just going to be overwhelmed again. So it's all about learning that balance, asking for help, saying no, and being okay about it. And also making time for for family and for my friends. 
and just making time to put work aside a little bit and, you know, enjoy some of the fun things. Did you ever hear that quote? Some days you'll move mountains. Other days you'll move from the bed to the couch. (laughs) Both are okay and both are necessary. Sometimes it's a whole mindset shift to get yourself to believe that it's okay to take on less. Because we feel that if we're not busy, that we're not being productive. But when you shift your mindset, you'll realize that if you're too busy, then you're not allowing room for reflection. You're not allowing room for new ideas, new projects, new growth, new learning. You're not giving yourself time and room for any of those new things. I was talking to a friend of mine recently, and she was starting a new job. And she told me that out of their five-day work week, they only actually work four days a week because they're required by their workplace to take one day during the week. And that day was dedicated to their mental and spiritual health. So they were encouraged on those days to either get a massage, go to the gym, go out on the land, whatever it is, but as long as it's dedicated to your mental and spiritual growth. And I thought, wow, like what a what a great workplace that recognizes the importance of that and in, in the productivity of their workers. So when I sat down the other day and, you know, took a big look at my schedule and um, started planning out my year, I started feeling so much better about myself because I consciously blocked off certain weeks and certain times that are going to be dedicated strictly to family, to a vacation, to going back home to visit with my parents and to focus on my own spiritual growth. So I've booked a conference in the States where I'm going to go and sit and listen to different motivational speakers and, you know, just sit in a space where I could be inspired and motivated and I'm not taking my children. I'm going to be away from work. It's just going to be for my health, my rejuvenation. You know, and I book those things in advance and I and I mark those days off on my calendar so I know not to book anything on these times that I've set aside for for family. And because I've done that throughout the year, it made me feel so much better. It gave me this reassurance that I'm going to be able to balance my time. And yes, there are certain months that are going to be really busy. For me, my busy months are March, April, May, and then again, October, November, December. So It's like I've set aside certain weeks after those months or in between those months so that I know that I'm going to get the rest that that I'm going to need. I haven't done any new goal statements because there are still two goal statements that I'm working on that I've carried over from before. So I'm not setting any more really, really big goals, but I'm continuing to work on the ones that I'm working on. But I've also added in a couple of, I guess you can call them objectives into my goals. And this is kind of where my teacher brain is and my professor brain is working because I'm thinking about my objectives and my my strategic aims and all that kind of stuff. So I wrote down some of my objectives for this year. And some of my objectives were to have less busy stress and You know, I put the busy in quotations because that's the kind of stress that I want to relieve myself of is the busyness. 
I want to take more vacations, family vacations, and, you know, not just with my own children, but with my, with my parents as well. And my brother and sister, their families. I want to maintain quality in all of the work that I do. And you can't do that when you're busy. And that's the thing. It's like, I was getting so busy that I was afraid that I would start to, it would start to affect the quality of my work. And so it's really, it's important for me to maintain quality in my work, to maintain my integrity. And this is something that's really important to me because there has been a lot of times in the last several years that people have come up to me and tried to sway me into marketing my services in a way that didn't feel right to me. And sometimes people have tried to use me and sometimes people have tried to take advantage of me. All of the times that that is, has happened, I've always put the brakes on when I felt that it was affecting my integrity. And if somebody pushed too far and then it did affect the integrity um, and the integrity of my work, then I would cut those people off. And it's it's a shame that people do that to each other, but it happens. And I suspect that it'll continue to happen. And, and the only way for me to recognize those times and the people that do that to me is when it affects my integrity. So that's for me, that's like my, my trigger warning is like, if something affects the integrity of the work that I do, that's when I know to pull away from that person. So it's something that I put on my, my non-negotiables is integrity. And then the last thing I put is always ask, how can I help? How can I serve? And I've always asked this question. And I always want to remind myself to keep asking that question, because when you ask that question, how can I help? How can I be of service? That's when you're called to do work that is greater than yourself, because we kind of live in this selfish world where we like to do things for ourselves, And, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with making yourself feel good. But if we're always doing things just for ourselves, we don't have chances to do things for others. And when you can be in service to others, it is even more gratifying, truly, than anything that you can do for yourself. Because the feelings that are associated with helping somebody, you know, they amalgamate with your own and you become raised and you become elevated. It just makes everything more special. Another thing I did for myself um, to help strengthen my goals and my goal setting process, and just to give you a little reminder that Go back and listen to the last episode that I did on goal setting because I gave a complete goal setting process, the process that I use to help me achieve my goals. And I also gave you free access to a workbook. All right. So one of the other things that I used for my goal setting is I developed my primary aim. And my primary aim is who I truly feel that I am and what I want to be known for. And so my primary aim is I am a powerful indigenous storyteller changing the narrative on a global scale. And the reason that I chose that one is that I do believe that I'm a storyteller, not just because I wrote a book, but because in the workshops that I do and in the work that I do, everything that is powerful comes from the stories and it comes from the stories that people share with each other during my workshops. So it's not actually the content 
It's the stories behind the content. And another thing that I'll share with you is probably about 10 years ago, I wrote a mission for myself. And a mission is it identifies your purpose, what you aim to accomplish in your life, and how you want to live your life in service to what. So I'll read my mission. It is my mission in life to harness and fulfill my creative energy, to live with purpose and integrity, and to pass on my knowledge, my wisdom, and my skills to those around me willing to listen, especially to my children. I will seek to attain greater knowledge by learning from others, learning from myself, and by listening. I vow to live my greatest life because I love my life, I love my family, and I love myself. So reading back on my mission, it's the same now than as it was um, 10 years ago, I keep a copy of my mission statement in my office. I have a copy in my work office and, you know, I just, I have different copies around, you know, for myself so that I'm always reminded that this is what I want and this is why I'm here. And I also want to mention that these are personal goals. They're a lot about character building and me staying true to to my character and who I am. But they're not my only goals. Like I also do have certain financial goals and, you know, those types of goals. And it's okay to have goals that are, you know, of material, like material things. But what I found, and this is just, again, this is just my personal opinion or my personal belief is that when you focus on the service that you're providing to others, you know, the money will follow the, the financial goals will be met and not to focus so much on the financial piece or the money piece, but to focus on, you know, the integrity of your work, the quality of your work, the people who are buying your products or your services. And, you know, the message that you're putting out into the world, when you can stay true to those things, the financial pieces will fall into place. They'll follow suit. And that's just what I believe. Others can definitely agree, uh, disagree with me. But I hope that this conversation was helpful to you in helping you to tackle the year, the upcoming year ahead. I encourage you to ask yourself a couple of these questions. What would I do if I knew I could not fail? What would I be doing if money were not a factor? How would I be living my life if I had all the money that I needed? What would your life look like? And if you didn't have a day job, if you didn't have to work, how would you spend your days? What would you spend your days doing? Not just on a summer vacation, but every day. Ask yourself those types of questions because when you ask yourself those types of questions, that's when you start to see, you know, your true desires, your true wants. And if you're somebody that has already asked yourself these questions and you already know the answer to these types of questions, then ask yourself this, how is what I'm doing or how is, can my skill set serve others? What is it that I'm doing that is serving others? How can I help? How can I serve? And you know, when you ask this type of question, it takes the work that you do in a different direction when you can be of service to others in a, in a really meaningful way. Like Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, I remember one of his quotes. I know I'm going to butcher it right now, but you know, he talked about when you can commit yourself to the service of others, 
you become a greater person, you make a greater nation, and you make the world a better place. And I believe that to be true because I see it in myself and I, and I see it in so many other people. So it's how can my work benefit others? And I don't mean the, you know, the work that you do at your job, but the work that we do in our life when we're immersed in our creative abilities, when we're doing fundraising work, when we're in the work that fuels us, when we're in our passions, always ask that question, how can I help? Because the way to true happiness is by seeking happiness for others. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and please join me next week. We're going to talk about resistance before we get back into some interviews. But resistance has really been on my mind lately. So I definitely want to talk about it next time. So see you then. Bye. Thank you for listening. And I hope you were able to find a takeaway from this episode. Don't forget to share with a friend who may need some motivation today or share on your social media and inspire all your friends. And if you'd like some live inspiration, join us on December 2nd in Winnipeg at our live event. Just visit www.jillfeatherstone.com for details. Bye for now. Thank you.